and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. We are the Audition Disasters podcast. Welcome. It's a great show this week, as it is every week. My name is Christopher Bartlett-Walford. I am your host. And every episode, we invite a guest from the world of the entertainment industry, whether it's music, theatre, film or TV, to delve through our listener audition submission pile of the week. That's right. Those embarrassing moments and terrifying times that happen in castings that you leave the room and think, oh, my God, what on earth was that? What happened there? Why did I say that? Why did I punch that person in the face? (laughs) those kind of things it's a really cathartic and therapeutic show if you are missing auditioning if you're a performer or if you're just missing new content from your favorite musicals or stage shows or tv shows or youtube content creators there are so many times in a life that auditions happen we are here to tell you when they go wrong (laughs) my guest this week is the fantastic abby carter simpson a really wonderful actor and very very funny comedian from uh, london we have a really good time talking through some fantastic tales that you sent in and also a few from abby's locker too i think one or two from mine slip in as well depending on (laughs) how i've edited the show we recorded a couple of days ago over zoom and that's the audio that you're going to hear today because we had a little bit of a technical uh, issue but it's all sorted now so next episode back to usual if this is your first time listening then say hello make sure you tag us on instagram and twitter and tiktok and all that stuff at don't call us pod we love to meet new people um we've we've been listened to in so many different countries this week so make sure you say hello we love an instant reaction to the stories too and if you are listening to the show and you think i've got a tale like that i need to share with the show they're all anonymous make sure you email them to us don't call us pod at gmail.com or slide into our dms on social media but enjoy the show with abby carter simpson and as i do with all of our podcasts i start by asking what our guest feels when they get that email audition through and is it scary, nervous, are they excited? How do they feel? So enjoy the show with Abby Carter Simpson. Something's come through. Honestly, sometimes it's dry, isn't it? There are dry seasons in the old inbox. And so when I got an audition through, I think, great. I I, I don't feel a sense of dread. I think that part of my life is over. Um, I would say when I first started out, there was a real sense of, oh my goodness, I hope I'm good enough. Like I've got, no, I've got a real prep and do all of this now. But now, like 29 years of age, I've been... I've been about for a little while. I think that I've put myself in this position. Do you know what I mean? Like I could have done something else and I didn't want to. I wanted to be a performer. So when I get an audition through, I think, great, this is this is literally what I signed up to do. So I don't know why I'd I'd feel kind of stressed about that. Don't get me wrong, back in the day I'd be panicking about it. Um, but I think I think we've just got to make the most of it now. And I think if anything, over the last twelve months, if it's taught us anything, it's to grab these opportunities, you know. So nothing can be worse than the last twelve months that we've all endured. So standing in front of a couple of people and maybe fluffing up your lines isn't so bad, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just and nice to see more than one person. Yeah, it's absolutely. Thank you. Just say hello. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stuck in a room for twelve months. <laughs> I can only imagine how excited casting directors are to take us out of the screen again. I know. It's going to be great. Like actually being able to perform to someone, not spit at my laptop screen. Absolutely. (laughs) Not that I want to spit at people again. No, that's definitely (laughs) off the table now. That is so off the table. Mouth guards are us. That That is fully off the table. No, I had actually had an audition today. Isn't that mad? It's been literal months. I'm not even joking. That sounds like my inbox is full. No, it's been literal months. And God save my agent. She rang me up like two weeks ago. And she said, Abby, like, I'm not even saying this to kind of make you feel bad. But she was like, you are getting nothing. Like, there are stuff, there is stuff coming through. She was like, you personally, you're getting absolutely nothing. She was like, I think it's your picture. And I was like, well, my, my headshot's a few years old, but I was like, I didn't think I'd change that much. And then I checked out which one it was. And it's kind of, not that there's anything wrong with this, but it's giving real, like, this is England vibes to the extent where I'm wearing a 
I'm wearing a Harrington jacket and like a Fred a Perry, balaclava. a Fred Perry update. And it's like, that was, that was a look that I went for for a couple of years. <laughs> but now I think we're kind of over that. So I went back in, so I got a load of comedy photos done for my, um, for my budding comedy career. And I actually got them in um, end of February, 2020. So I basically got a load of shots done for all the gigs that got cancelled, which was great. So I hopped a new little picture on Spotlight and just like that, I got some I got some auditions. So it was amazing. So yeah, today I had one um to a screen, but that was absolutely fine. So I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's I suppose as well, um not having to be in the room and feel the, the casting team's reactions, it'd be quite a bonus. <laughs> like absolutely. it's something that a few people on our show have said over the last uh, you know, however many, 33 episodes, I think. It's quite yeah. useful not feeling it like, especially if it doesn't go great. If you're singing live and it's not a tape or you're reading live, if you're not in that room, you can just go, oh, it's on the screen. It's okay. Yeah. You can kind of separate yourself from the room a little bit more, but still be in the moment. So, do you know what you also don't have to do? The walk. Ah, <laughs> yes. You know, yes. you're there. They see you and you're like, hi, you turn on. As soon as the camera turns on, you see yourself, you're like, okay, yeah, that's absolutely fine. But what you don't have to do is you don't have to do the awkward walk in. Like, and I don't know why, if all of a sudden I get like a hunch and I start kind of like crawling in. Um, <laughs> so you don't have to do that anymore. It's just you. And also, the other people are there right in front of your face. There's no phone action going on, which I, is one of my pet peeves. I know probably someone's got a very important um, email to reply to, but there's nothing worse when you're trying to kind of deliver something, you know, very highbrow, like, I don't know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, and then someone's kind of scrolling. You can see it, can't you? The, the finger kind of going yeah. up the phone. It's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like audition I've, Tinder. Yeah, no, I've, no swipe, no. <laughs> I've paid a whole two ninety on the tube to get here. Times are hard. Please listen. <laughs> yeah, it's I I I I look forward for the casting director's sake, especially to the time where we can all be back in the room again. And do you know what? It's it's been. I think it was Rob who said this. Uh, Rob Madge. They said yeah. it's allowed us, or maybe it was Corin. Can't remember. It was. One of our most recent guests. Um, it's, it's allowed the industry time to breathe and yeah. allow us to kind of a necessary reflection on how things are done. Obviously, yeah. some very important topics within that as well. But in general, it's allowed us to go, do you know what? Maybe that isn't as healthy of a situation to put people in. So as yeah. an industry, we can kind of breathe and, and relax. And then when things can start back up again properly, one hopes that it'll be a much more positive, much more supportive, and much more accessible for everybody industry. Yeah. And I hope, I hope it is, I, you know, that, that side of it, I live in hope, whether it'll start in June again, uh, who knows? Yeah. Who but, knows? Know. <sighs> I think well, it'll I... be, I think it'll be quite a level playing field as well. That's what I've thought. You know, everyone is at the same, everyone's at the same pace now. Like we've all had, we've all had time to kind of focus on ourselves and do work on ourselves you know, we've never, ever had this time to just be on our own and know who we are as people. That sounds a bit kind of like airy-fairy, but, you know, I, I know for me as a person, I'm very energetic. And I think sometimes I use being busy and being in this show and doing this and doing that as a way to kind of hide away from my own personal demons or insecurities. So when all that all was taken away, you're kind of left on your own to kind of focus on on you and I think coming back now we're all going to have have had that time away and then know how we can be the best version of ourselves in kind of you know high intensity situations I guess yeah but I think that would be really really interesting to then go back into like audition rooms and that kind of thing and I don't know I think everyone, it would just give everyone a new lease of life yeah. You know, it'll give everyone a real... And it's like, yes, this is what I want to do. I haven't been able to do it for a year, so now I'm going to... I'm not tired. I'm not run down. I'm not I'm not working 12,000 jobs in, able, in order to support myself so that I can go to an audition, do you know? It's like... It's a, it's a reset for everyone. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. And hopefully it means there'll be lots more fails sent into the show. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I actually had... I actually had an audition, like, between lockdowns. 
And oh. it was, yeah, and it was a recall. So it was like a full on COVID mask wearing. It was like a hamster wheel kind of like, I don't even know how to, like a labyrinth of where you had to walk in this studio oh, wow. in order to get into the room. And it was the weirdest thing because the director, it was for a commercial, I think, and the director was on Zoom, but on like a, on like a booming god mic around this studio. So every time they wanted me to go again, it was like, great, Abby, that's great. Can you just go back to the beginning? And I was like, looking around, like, who was that? But yeah, sure, I can. <laughs> Sounds like a big brother task. Yeah, it was real, it was real COVID's COVID R Us audition, but I didn't get it standard, but COVID okay. or the job. Uh, both actually. <laughs> I've been job free and COVID free for a year. It's been great. <laughs> right let's get on to this week's stories I so for those of you wait. listening for the first time everything that i tell abby and everything that abby tells me uh from you anyway has been sent in by listeners of the podcast everyone is true but we might have uh, anonymized them where necessary for certain shows or names just so that no one feels any guilt for emailing in and, and it certainly allows us to be a bit more open about it too but we are here to remind you it's okay for things to go wrong now this week the stories are quite quite often about awkward situations i think Love is it. a good way of saying it these are those things that you can really relate to and go, oh, that's such a simple thing to have avoided. And I think often those hurt the most yeah, <laughs> because 100%. they're so simply rectified. But we all do it. It all happens to us at some point. So it's useful to know. Uh, are you ready, Abby? I am so ready. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The best and worst part of my week is reading these twice. <laughs> so this one was sent to us on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, you can submit your stories in our DMs at Don't Call Us Pod. You can send it via a, a, a message or you can actually record a voice note and read it out to me as you wish as well. So they say, loving the podcast. I've just discovered it and it's getting me through some home. I don't even know what that is. Some home okay. Reno? What the hell does that mean? Home Reno? No idea. No idea. Should we Google it? Renovations? Home renovation. Oh, okay. Home, home reno. Home reno. Home reno. Sorry, I'm not down with the kids. <laughs> That's okay, me neither. Keep that in there. That's good. Yeah, like okay. That. That's, well, that's how you read an audition fail as a fail. <laughs> Home Reno. <laughs> home Reno. I thought, you know, he just turned his house into a holiday home, just really <laughs> laid it out somewhere nice. Anyway, they say, thought I'd share because I can't stop thinking about it. I was graduating from a well-known musical theatre school many years ago. And thanks to successful third year show, the whole year was asked to go to a private audition for a leading pop band based musical. I was a very skinny twink at the time and literally only got cast as children for most of my professional life. And although I like the band in question, I hate the show. But hey, it was a leading casting director. Now, I don't know if you could spot that, Abby, but I had to change some of the words there. So That's that we okay, didn't... yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia, what possible show could we be talking about? <laughs> but anyway, we, all 50 of us, got to Jerwood Space and had to fill out a form. As we walked into the room, I spotted the sign. I'd spelled the name of the show wrong on my form. Good start. Oh, dear. Good start. All the lads learnt the routine and were told about it being like a stag do. I'd never been on a stag do. And were told we could just do a single pirouette if we wanted. I could do more and wanted to do it to show off my skills to the panel. We were split Great. into small groups. And after dancing the routine once improv section and hyper-masculine jeering all included, the choreographer walked up to me. I was hoping for praise or to be given a <laughs> correction, but she leaned in close and whispered in my ear, now you can dance it like you actually want the job. I was mortified. Obviously, my nonchalant lad acting came across like I just couldn't be asked. <laughs> 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 Needless to say, I didn't get recalled, was never seen for it again, and it took nearly five years for me to be seen by the casting director again. Also unsuccessful that time. I now can at least laugh at it. 
Oh, I love this person. You're great, this oh, person. I do not like statues either, but I wish I was on one with you. Uh, honestly, that is amazing. I, I don't know what to say about that. I feel I just probably would have turned to the casting director and be like, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> This is my lad acting. I'm acting. This oh, is that's... my character. Oh, that's brutal, isn't it? Act like you want to be here. That's the worst thing ever. Where you're like, I oh, do actually want to be here. That's not very nice. Of course, they want oh. to be there. It's a silly thing to say, but at least you can see it from both sides. That one, but that was a choice, and it just didn't. It didn't pay off. And at least <laughs> they've learned their lesson. But it wasn't necessarily a lesson that had to be learned. That's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes oh. choices can't be read and that's okay, but we learn from our mistakes. Go bold, go strong. It's, oh, it's no. also a, a comment on the show. You can still yeah. be a guy at a stag party without being, what, darling? That was our lad acting. I think we did yeah. pretty well there, to be honest. I think I could do it. <laughs> yeah. You get your This Is what, England headshot back reckon? out. And yeah. You're... <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. All right, is it going? Me at a stag do well. Excuse me, do you do any cocktails? No, <laughs> and have just... half a lager, please. Yes. And you do, can you put some lemonade in it, please? I'm a dad now. <laughs> I can't do pints. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Have you got any, have you got any Horlicks? <laughs> it's 9.30. Have you, Ovaltine? <laughs> I've got to be in bed soon. Do oh it, dear, this week's episode descended into chaos That's already, it. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I I like who I know who you are because you're in my Instagram DMs. But I want to give you a big hug after that because that is not your fault at all. Whether it was a lesson to be learned or not, you learned it anyway. And you know what? It's their loss. That's the way Absolutely. I look at it. Their loss. And thanks for sharing that. That was a really nice one yeah. to share. It's a good so, one to start with that one because yeah, again, agreed. nobody died, nobody hurt themselves. <laughs> Nobody you, cried. You, you or could maybe do you the did routine. Cry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, if you didn't particularly like the band in question, a year's worth of contract of that being rammed into your head every night—that's yeah. that's a that's a tricky one. Absolutely. <laughs> but we all agree. we all have to be in shows that we don't necessarily like the material. Sometimes that's just a job, and that's the whole point. It is a job at the end of the day, I suppose. Yeah. Can't all pick and choose, and certainly not you the can't. moment you can't pick and choose. <laughs> I would like to do musicals, but I, I do only like the music between the years of 1993 and 1993 and a half. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not picky. So, I'm not picky. Uh, I'm, I'm open to anything. I'll go for anything. As long as it's land-based, a national tour, and based on the music of the band Blue. So it's, oh, a Blue musical. Not a Blue oh, musical, but a, a Blue musical. Bluesical. Bluesical. Come on, Abby. Thank you. Let's write it. Hang on. I've All got a sound rise. effect for that. I've got a sound effect for that. Hang on. Here we go. There we Yay! go. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to write Enough. it. I've got nothing Lock else to do. <laughs> yeah. that, and that's your lockdown joke ticked. There we there, go. There we go. Tell me one of yours. What's what's the story that has kind of bedded itself into, or one of the stories that's bedded itself <laughs> hey, into your mind? Do you know what? It's so embarrassing. I have so many. Like, I've, I have <laughs> so many. From it's an eight-hour show this week. The, uh, honestly, from the early days, like, I just I look back at myself and I go, "Abs, you know, just now I know who I am." I think, but at the, at the time, I was just really, really trying. You know, I was just really trying to be, um, be fit a mold, I guess. Um, and something that came up quite a lot when I was when I was younger was I. So basically, when I was at drama school. I was always like the the comedy character, shock. But weirdly, the shows that they would do, the comic, comedy character would all be kind of like 50 plus. So they'd be like, oh, there's an old woman who's funny. What do we need to do? We'll put Abby in a wig and it'll be fine. So when I left drama school at 21, and like I've got a baby face as well. Like I have a real young looking face. Yeah, um, to be fair, was... if, if no one has seen you before, just check out the podcast episode artwork. Yeah, like I look, I, I and I'm not something- You're not granny. Like, I'm, no, but that's not me being like, oh my God, I'm so youthful. It's like, no, people are, <laughs> I get ID'd all the time. Um, someone once said to me, I knocked on the door, it was from the RSPCA and I opened the door and this was when I was like 25. And they're like, hi, is your mum in? <laughs> it's like, my mum's not been in for the last seven years, no. Um, so I found it quite difficult when I left to kind of 
see what I could do. Um, and so let's fast forward. This was my last ever musical theatre audition. So it was kind of bittersweet. But after this, I was a bit like, oh, so I was I was up for uh, a show that I'd been put up for and auditioned for probably about five times for the same part. Um, and this part is um, very famous for not being able to stop eating. I don't know if you can work out who that that is. <laughs> okay. Okay. You can probably, if you're, if, like, it's, it's a really, really famous musical that is done loads and loads of times. <laughs> and I've been up for that part so many times, so many times. And I've no issue with that. That's absolutely fine. Um, she actually turns out that in, in the actual script, she's 11 stone something. And that's my, actually my weight. Um, but it's all the 11 stoners out there, like, eat whatever you want is absolutely fine um and so I went to this I went <laughs> I, I got I got through this audition again and I was like okay here we go you've done this before and, and my agents at the time said um it's a dance free it's a movement call first now if if they're yeah, right yeah audition so bingo is, every week we need to start yeah. we need to do a, pro- a proper card of this, this movement yeah call movement those two call. But it bloody words yeah, it wasn't a movement call but i'd said to my at this point like i've done my fair share of movement calls we'll use that term loosely and i've not rocked any of them for <laughs> many years honestly and, I like honestly it. and i you know i used to be able i haven't danced in years now so like i can i can move but like i'm my brain doesn't work like that anymore and um, but at the time i was like i can i can i can get through it but like it's I'm not a dancer anymore so there's no point putting me up for something because I think it's very important to be aware of what you can do well but I also think it's more important to know what you can't do well you know and people think that they have to just give everything a shot but sometimes you don't you don't have to so um I said to my agents I said listen is this an actual movement call or is this a dance call because if I go to a dance call I'm just gonna embarrass myself and there's no point putting me in that under that much pressure I said we've just spoken to um, the the casting director and they've said we just want to see Abby, what Abby can do and I said fair enough I've got her words that's absolutely fine so I rock up <laughs> to this audition and I had a gig afterwards so I had my ukulele in hand like Fräulein Maria right so I turn up to this, <laughs> I turn up to this audition and um, I'm wearing like gym wear <laughs> because I, I don't really have dance clothes anymore so I was wearing like gym wear and you could spot who I was up for because I looked very different, and that's okay as well. Um, and then, then the the um, choreographer went, "Okay, so can you all put your knee pads on?" Uh oh. And I was like, "Knee pads." Now this means that we're going to be slipping and sliding around, and I don't own a pair of knee pads, so this is going to be stressful from day dot. So he started going. And when I say everyone was an absolute dancer, like 100% dancer, and that's amazing because I think dancers are absolutely incredible, but I know that I am not one of them. So being put in that situation, they were doing all of these moves like jetés and like their legs were up behind their ears and I looked like I'd walked into the wrong room. And I was standing <laughs> at the back and they were going, okay, let's go from the beginning again. And I was like, I couldn't actually... I was so stressed that I couldn't even work out what the moves were. And then they were saying, like, you know, like, dancer jokes, like, j- jokes only dancers would know. And I was like, I just couldn't even laugh because I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> what what jokes are they? Yeah, it was like a party that I'd accidentally been invited to. And so, and so the choreographer said the dreaded words, OK, let's split up into groups of four. And I just oh. went, do you know what? I don't actually need, I don't, I, I'm not going to do this. So I made a beeline for the casting director who was sitting there. She'd seen me for stuff before. And I said, I'm really sorry, but there's been a terrible mistake and I shouldn't be in this room. And she went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part was, I said to, <clears throat> I said, okay, I'm just going to get myself and I'm just going to leave. I was like, because I just shouldn't be here. She's like, yeah. And she looked at me and she went, do you want to use the back door so no one sees you? <laughs> <laughs> they care about you, Abby. <clears throat> and I, was thinking, I know, but I was like, they've seen enough. They've seen enough. They're not going to be surprised if I walk out. So that was the last time I ever did a musical theatre audition. 
You should have gone out on your That's knees, it. just like slid out <laughs> on your knees. I know, so long. <laughs> Leaving a trail, a trail of blood from you skinning your you kneecaps. Know, honestly, and that, and I and I remember I spoke to the agent that I was with at the time. This was like ages ago, and I said I was like I said That's it for me. I said I'm, I'm never ever gonna go to, and because I was I was in tears. I was so embarrassed because oh. you know. It's it's absolutely fine, and now it's a funny story, and I can I can chat about it. And it's absolutely fine, but I was like, why did I put myself in a situation where I've made myself feel that I'm not good enough? You know? Yeah, that's like that's the thing. You knew what your ability was, and yeah. by the side of it, so did your agent, and was completely on side, which is fine. Yeah. But the yeah, it's the interpretation of the word movement, isn't it? Yeah, but also when you like when you first. Leave drama school, and it's it depends again what you what you love. Like if somebody said to me, put me in a room and said, "Can you improv, like some comedy or something?" I'd feel no very problem. well. I'd be feel, and I, I would be a bit like, "Oh, is that going to be weird?" But I'd just do it. If I went into an an audition and like my dreaded words were um, <laughs> do your own thing for like four counts yeah, of eight. Si- 16, 16 beats to do whatever you want. And then you just go, oh God. It's like, it's like, no, I can't do it. But yeah, I just think, I just think it's, it's really, really important for your own, like for your own self to just be really self-aware. And I think that's, that's the main thing that I've gotten over the last, the last, like how long have I been in like seven years? It's just no be confident in who you are and that's and that is amazing and celebrate that but don't feel bad to say no to things don't yeah, feel th- bad to say that no actually I don't want to do that because it's your career yeah you, you can do what you want you, nothing's going to stop you from doing that but a pandemic there's, there's a, yeah. <laughs> am I right <laughs> <laughs> do it yay <laughs> yes sound effects <laughs> this it is works, so good Tammy. I love it oh, I love it it's so good let me tell you another one then. Let me tell for you it. another one. I'm ready. It's all quite, quite long today, but this one is another one that got sent in on Instagram. Oh, this is a, this is a quick one for you. Okay. And again, it's it's another instance of communication breakdown. Yeah. And I'm just a caveat here. I can't remember if I've already told this one on the show. I don't think I have. That's okay. But I've if not heard it from listeners, before, so that's fine. No, that's a good point. Listeners, if you... Hang on, you told me you listened. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't think I have. Uh, if you're hearing this for a second time, hey, what a lovely treat. Uh, so this was sent in on Instagram, and she says, Hi, I've got a little story for you. And again, audition bingo, tick straight away. It was my first audition out of drama school. Yay. And my first audition after moving to London, and my first audition with my agent at the time. It was an amazing opportunity, understudy for the lead role in a West End play, and I knew I was perfect for it. It was also just the kind of job I'd always wanted to do, so I was really passionate and so excited. I wanted to prepare to the best that I could, so I asked my agent if there was anything they specifically wanted me to prepare. She didn't reply, so I decided to take some initiative. Bear in mind, the last time I had auditioned was for drama school, and I had no idea really how auditions were in the real world. So I picked out a monologue that I thought was relevant to the show, learnt it, and spent the next three days researching, researching, and researching everything about the show. The creative team, the film, the real-life events it was based upon. When I turned up, I felt really ready and prepped for anything they could throw at me. Until I walked into a room full of girls that looked exactly like me, all reading several pages of sides sent three days in advance that I didn't receive. One kind person let me look over her pages and I did the best I could, but I can't help feeling a little bit robbed of that opportunity by bad communication. I could have done so much better with the audition if I'd have been able to learn the script and make the right choices ahead of time. That said, listening to the podcast makes me realise that this kind of thing happens all the time and to everyone. Isn't that a shame Aww. when that happens? Again, that's not your fault, mate. Yeah, that's not your fault. That's not your fault. I think that's a really that's that happens all the time. And I think that is one thing to always remember that it's when you go to an audition room, there's like as you know, you you start staking out the room and seeing what's going on, and that starts you getting stressed. There is not, and I think sometimes we feel like we have to apologize for ourselves for those kind of mistakes oh i'm so sorry i didn't get that um yeah is that, why are we apologizing 
Do you just say, oh, I didn't get it, so I'll just do what the best I can do. That's it, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I'm sorry, because things happen, life happens, life gets in the way, someone may have forgotten it. And also, you know, you don't want to make anyone feel bad. But I think it's just, just deal with deal with the hand that's being dealt. It's not your fault. Don't apologise for anything. And yeah, it sucks, but you should feel that it sucks that they didn't give you the right opportunity rather I than think... the other way around. She did pretty damn good. Absolutely. And you used, you basically, you did everything that you should do if you're not given sides. Yeah. And the only thing that went wrong is that the agent didn't get back to you and it wasn't communicated that there were sides. So you pretty much went into that call yeah. like 100% as good as you possibly could have. So you okay, should be applauded yeah, yeah. for that. And actually... As a panel, I'm sure that that isn't the first time that's happened. No. And I'm sure that they'd sent it and it maybe it landed in, maybe this was in the days of many spam emails, uh, <laughs> landed in the <laughs> junk. So you, I, hats off to you, uh, Mrs. Insta submitted story. It, I very, you should hold your head high. And actually, Absolutely. the fact that that was your first and that's the only a bit of a, a kick in the teeth there is that you built yourself up to having your first audition. It's, yeah. a, a, you know, a dream kind of role for you. And you will have thought you'd ballsed it up. But then again, it's just another excuse to show you it's okay not to put so much pressure on yourself. Because if you do keep putting lots of pressure on yourself, when things go wrong, you, you feel worse about it. So don't feel yeah. bad about that at all. That's a good one. In fact, little clap. There we go. Yay! I little completely clap. forgot I'm, that she said that was her first audition. First audition probably... out of drama school. Wet myself or something if that had happened on my first audition. What was yours? Out of drama school? Yeah. Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. On the stage. On in, the stage. At the Prince Edward? Was it the Prince Edward? Yes. I, and did you uh, get that? No. I yes. didn't get that because I got another job. So I oh, had lovely. to kind of... I, I went... I sat... I did my singing bit. Great. And Mary Poppins is my favourite stage musical, I should say yeah. that as well. So literally the first audition with my agent out of college was for my <laughs> dream show. Um, got recalled. And I think I did the dance call. I think I did the I think it was going into my, either going into my second, like my second or third round. I can't remember which one it was. And I was on the bus home from it. And I got a call saying I got another job that was just going to take me out of it. Yeah. And I knew that I wasn't up for the role that I wanted to be up for. So it was like a, kind of weighing up the two, like, do I go further down that road or yeah. do I take a job that's guaranteed to start the week, what was the week after for a year or okay. wait for six months for another one? So I was like, yeah. So we kind take of made it. that decision. <laughs> take the money and run. Um, yeah, it, Absolutely. So that was my first one and it was all right. But then I, I, I don't really think about that because there were a lot of jobs that overlapped in my first few years of the career, like doing one in a few weeks off here, doing yeah. one in there. And, and they all I didn't have a huge amount of gap between them, whether they were big tours or whether they were like a studio recording or mm. a workshop for a comedy or something. So yeah. there wasn't a lot of downtime. But when there was, I'm always one to try and fill it with other bits you know I, I was always writing or something so I, I I don't have too many bad ones from that era it was when I didn't have work that they all <laughs> fell apart that was my... <laughs> that's key that's actually something that that's actually something that I learned over the last couple of years as well like <clears throat> having stuff that you're doing is so important hmm. it's healthy because, isn't it as well absolutely and if you're waiting constantly for the phone to ring to get into an audition room you're going to put again put way too much pressure on to actually getting that job was if you're kind of branching off into your own things it makes everything else I don't know it just makes everything work a lot better my my first yeah. audition was really weird um when what I was, was it what was the kind of show it right. was for oh my goodness so it's for a Hollywood film <laughs> oh Abby right so basically <laughs> what happened is I know I peaked before I'd graduated, and it's just been downhill ever since. So. <coughs> right, so I literally was, I still hadn't graduated from drama school, and I got a call from my, I just newly signed 
my agents were like, gosh, she's amazing. She's just been, she wants, she's being seen for <laughs> this huge show. So it was for Into the Woods, Disney's Into the Woods, right? Oh, wow. And I was up for Little Red Riding Hood. Now, before you say anything, let's just all cast our minds back to that film and let's see how old the girl playing Little Red Riding Hood is. She's about five. Surely the, right? one, of the, one of the witches, if you're always playing the granny, would have been more appropriate, I think. Or the granny. <laughs> yeah, like five years old. So <clears throat> I rocked up to this audition. <clears throat> Excuse me. I rocked up to this audition and, um, again, like, barely even been on a train to London, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I got there and I got to this audition and I went down and then there was a load of women kind of like just older than me but I realised they were all the mums of all of the other kids who were up for the same part as me so I was sat there and I was like who are these children and they were like oh you're up for the part of Little Red so I was like what on earth am I doing here and I went in and saw these Americans they're like Abigail it's so amazing for you to be here to say your name to the camera and like all of this and they were like we want you to sing the songs and I said to one of them, I said, Is, are they all up for the same part as me? She was like, yeah, we're just seeing what direction we're going to go in. And I was like, there are two really, really big opposite directions. <laughs> and so clearly I didn't get the job. And then I remember I remember seeing, I was like, I literally, like five years old, they really were kind of like covering all bases. So yeah, that was my first audition was for Into the Woods, Dizzy's Into the Woods. That's a good one to start with though. And actually as a, as a kind of situation to put yourself in, that's, a pretty interesting thing to see from day one and go okay well it could be like that and then you might go for a, yeah. a town or a tour music go, okay it could be like yeah. that or it could be you know a church hall with no heating on and it's 9 30 and morning. they're all great they're all great they're all great and they're all all valuable <laughs> if they pay so it's fair yeah they pay, Uh, so this story was sent in to our Twitter and uh, <laughs> I love it. If you're on Twitter, make sure you tag us at Don't Call Us Pod when you listen to the show back because we love to see your instant reactions to the story. This one, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, there's two. Technically, there's two stories okay. here. The first one I read and I just went, eh? <laughs> okay. So I, I need to know what you think of it. Okay. She says, Hi, guys. I thought I'd send a couple of audition stories over to you. The first one was while I was auditioning for drama school. I was at my fifth or sixth audition. Uh, that's a lot of auditions for drama school. Oh, unless they mean different drama schools, of course. Right. Okay. Not for the same one. That's a lot. And believe yeah. that I was ready for anything. Well, I did the impassioned speech about losing my children to the war, got really emotional and deeply invested. And I finished up close to tears. I turned to the audition panel. And one man in the middle nodded and said, brilliant. Can you do it again? Me, sure. Him, only this time. Can you do it as a pineapple? <laughs> oh, my God. What that is hell? just... <laughs> that has just summed up three years of drama school in one story. She says, I left the room and mentioned it to another guy who'd just been in. And apparently they'd asked him to do Romeo as Gollum. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> my <That's> balcony. <laughs> that is hilarious. Can I do it as a, a pineapple? pineapple? Do you know what? We all go, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and. Yes, and. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me just get into character. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Go, you girl. Are you? Go. Are you asking someone that because you want to see that they're ready to do anything? That's fine. Why don't you ask them, are you willing to go a bit outside the box and, and look at roles from a different angle? And they'll go, yeah. yeah. Okay, so for instance, if you were asked to do this, would that be all right? And you go, yeah. Okay, let's see a couple of lines and see what happens. That's <laughs> probably a better way of framing it. Not go, do it as a pineapple, please. Oh I can't God. do with that. That is, but people, we're, we're also willing, aren't we? We would, well, that's the like, problem. Yeah. yeah, I will do it. Yes, I will. Yeah, I'm so I I want this so much. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I, but I remember, like at drama school, there'd be a few times where I I was quite, I found it quite difficult to kind of take those things, really seriously. You know, when you'd have to like close your eyes. <laughs> what and being then... asked to do as a pineapple seriously? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But I remember, like, I like they'd be like, "Oh, close your eyes and like you know do movements or pretend to be something." And I'd always open one and just look <laughs> around at everybody else and be like, "What are we doing? What are we doing here?" Just let's all just take a step back for a second and just check out what we're all doing. Like being tinfoil was one that I had to be quite a lot. So, tinfoil. Yeah. Different, different, different household kitchen objects. <laughs> Yeah, no, tinfoil and bubble wrap. (laughs) Bubble wrap. (laughs) That's ridiculous. So I can relate to the pineapple. I can relate. I did have to do bacon in a pan once. (laughs) That was always the joke. Have you been asked to do bacon in a pan? Yeah, but then one week they asked me to be bacon in a pan. So just kind of sat there looking like some grounded seal. I can, I can, I can imagine it. We, we'd all be able to so well. Well, I remember once as well, that reminds me, there was, once we had to see this thing about um, pretending that our bedroom was there, but like everything, we obviously have to mime everything. Oh, that's um, not I so bad. This, yeah, but I had this teacher and he would, kept, he would kept going, stop, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> so I got up and he actually asked us to use the door into the studio as the door into your bedroom and I opened an actual door and he went stop I don't believe you and I was like what is there not to believe I just opened the door <laughs> like yes but you've got a slidey door and this is a push <laughs> yeah. so. oh god I, I, I must say my my drama college experience is pretty good but bacon in a pan made me giggle and uh, pony no. trots that's all I'm gonna say shout out to my LSMT family pony <laughs> Pony trots. No, I love drama school. I, if I could go back to three years on repeat, it oh. would be drama school. I, I only had a 100%. year. The course I did was only one year and it was really intense. So I don't ever feel like I had time to relax. It was start, get through it, yeah. finish it out into the world. And it was quite quick. So I didn't really, I never really went out very much. I'd only ever go out to see a show and then head home because I'd obviously have to start at eight yeah. o'clock the next day. But yeah, I. it's a wonderful time that if you're about to kind of, take that leap and start this year whatever this or next year is going to look like whether it's online or in person then enjoy every single minute of it every pineapple every pineapple every bacon in a pan every i don't believe you because it'll all be worth it (laughs) (laughs) so this uh is the second half of that twitter message and she says i was once auditioning for the role of the devil's daughter davina was her name and she was a witch Well, in the self-tape brief, it said they'd like to see us in situ, so to use props. Scene number one was set in a car. Now, I didn't have my car in London at this point, so I improvised. I sat on my sofa and used a plate as a steering wheel. Scene number two was set on a broom. Well, I was a destitute actor with no money and no broom, so I improvised and rode my Henry Hoover around the living room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> suffice to say i did not get the part but i was commended on my inventive and unique take on props <laughs> i love this person it's like robot wars oh it's so good oh it's like um what is it hocus pocus when she uses the, uh, the vacuum cleaner as a broom love that well done yeah, but, you it, the vacuum cleaner okay <laughs> henry hoover doesn't look anything like a broom yeah. <laughs> a chopstick would have been better. <laughs> fair play, fair play. That's brilliant. that's where all of the improvisation and the kind of pretending to be pineapples. That's where where it works. When you can look <laughs> at a Henry Hoover and think that's a broom. It's a, well, I suppose it's got a thing, like a, a yeah, a, 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 like a tubey thing. But I don't think that's what she did. <laughs> no, I think it was the whole round red thing. <laughs> Put a smile on his face anyway. So it's, there you go. <laughs> So, Abby, tell us another one of yours. Okay, which one shall I do? Which one shall I do? Um, I once auditioned. It was another dance audition, actually. Um, And I, it was a tap call. And I was actually, I used to be really good. I used to be, like, really good at tap. That was, like, my thing at drama school and everything. That was, like, I really enjoyed it. But, again... I just kind of, I just kind of used to lose my cool at these dance auditions. I used to get so stressed and I'd just be looking at everyone else thinking, wow, everyone's so good. The insecurities, like, up to the high heavens. And I accidentally, oh, this is terrible. (laughs) 
what we're here for, Abby. Right. We were, this is, I actually injured somebody else. This is what it's so bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. But, yeah. So we were doing, I can't, what was it for? Uh, it was the same company as the one that I, the story I told before. Um, and so they asked us to, to do this like crazy, crazy tap routine. And I was keeping up with it, but I kept turning the wrong way at one point. And as I turned, I kicked a girl in the shin with my tap shoe. Oh, that hurts. I feel it. New deal. And she went, ow. And I went, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. And then they, imagine it was like a room full of like 70 girls. And then they stopped the music and they said, are you okay? And then she was like oh yeah yeah I'm fine but obviously like gave me the absolute death stare (laughs) because I stopped her from dancing as well and then um the woman was like when like my group had done they were like she pointed at the two of us and she went do you two want to do it again because she kicked her and I was like (laughs) get me out get me out so if anyone had missed it they were in full (laughs) yeah you kicked her and then so we obviously we obviously got to the end of the dance call and then, you know, when they come out and, like, they say the numbers or whatever, I didn't get through. And this other girl didn't get through as well, so she was staring at me. And then I just wanted to get out, so I just, like, grabbed all of my stuff in my arms and walked out. But outside of, like, um, the actual studio... I dropped my makeup bag, so my makeup was all over the floor. So I was like rummaging around on the pavement, like trying to grab all my makeup. (laughs) As everyone from the dance audition was just stepping over me, and I was like, "This is not my life right now." Like I couldn't have just (laughs) left gracefully. The klutz who kicked somebody in the shin is now dropped all of her belongings on the street outside and rummaging around. Horrifying. All it's missing is a look to camera and just go. So or, or the wind to blow up your skirt and big knickers everywhere. I know, <laughs> I know. It's so true. Like, yeah, it just used to happen to happen to me a lot. It's, isn't it? When when <clears throat> we tell these stories, or when I read them, or when a guest tells them to me, or even when you're talking to friends, I promise our listeners, these happen all the time. Yeah, all the time, one hundred percent. This, and obviously you can't see Abby's face. She's reliving every second. <laughs> but this, like, the funny thing is is the same human like you're the same human so sometimes you go and you'll absolutely nail it and you'll be like cool as a yeah, cucumber yeah, 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 yeah. the other people are thinking she's great we love her and the and other girls thinking what a vicious cow <laughs> yeah but then other times it's like you know you'll just actually injure somebody else in the process of trying to get a job <laughs> unintentionally Let's just put that in there because I'm sure there's just, some people who've just taken a swipe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> unintentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I just keep imagining that she's just still walking around with like a dent because those tap shoes, like they're hefty things. She might still have a dent in her shin. Like maybe she looks back at it and goes, oh, "I remember that girl who, who injured me, and that's why I didn't get a job, and I was the reason why she didn't get a six month touring contract." You know? Yeah. That's nice oh. to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm someone else's memory. That's always nice. So, Abby, tell me any more that have come to you over the last few days when we were looking for stories. Yeah, so this is this is from one of my pals, and it did make me think a lot. So um, I was listening to some of yours recent, your podcast recently, and um, the commercial casting has come up a lot, making you do stupid things. And um, one of my pals rang me up after a casting audition and was just like, you know, the pair of us hadn't been getting much for a while it'd been like a, a little dry span he was like i just need you to tell me like that i'm still <laughs> still worth it because he had an audition <laughs> for a really really big food company and um <laughs> i don't he went into the audition and basically there was a piece of uh like a, a human sized giant cardboard cutout of a piece of bread <laughs> What? With with a hole in it for a face oh, and a hole for oh, two hands. Oh. <laughs> and they said, can you go behind it and stand <laughs> with your hands in it and your face in it? And they basically just gave him different foods that he had to imagine him, them being on him and then, like, making <laughs> facial expressions for the food. Like, there's mayonnaise coming and he'd have to be like, ooh. You can't see my face. But he just had to stand there for like five minutes as a piece of bread. What? And he came out and he was like, I know. And he was like, I feel complete. Like, I just feel, it's like, what am I doing? Like, (laughs) what am I doing? 
That's the thing. That is the question. And, and again, I preface this with every time we mention commercial auditions, commercial casting directors or casting directors that work in the advertising and commercial sector are amazing because some of the stuff that they must get from a marketing company yeah. has to be interpreted in some way and they do brilliantly. Yeah. And they're often oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. so I much, love... so much fun. But... Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you think, what am I doing? But the thing is, yeah, like I, I, actually, <laughs> I actually really enjoy commercial castings because yeah. a, they're like really they're really quick and then you have to do and sometimes doing stupid things is a real release like i remember once i had to they asked me to ribbon dance badly right that was literally <laughs> can you ribbon dance badly and i said sure because i can't ribbon dance so this is <laughs> this is perfect tick and there so, we go <laughs> and it was the tiniest room it was the tiniest room and there was me like lying on the floor kind of trying to ribbon dance but i i really like them but there is it's sometimes when you're just literally in that one moment and then they're, they're obviously asking you to do things because it's for the product i completely get that but like sometimes you are just like what am, what am i doing what am i doing yeah it's but i you're right it is fun like that and actually i think going into back to those again after the pandemic has yeah. cancelled a lot of things. Commercials have still been happening, not albeit in the same amount. Yeah. But I'm going to look forward to those. Yeah. Uh, whether it's friends, clients, whatever, going back to those and hearing what they got asked to do. Um, yeah, but also, I've, I've recently been very, very lucky to be kind of... I've worked kind of like on the other side of commercial casting, kind of like the um, voiceovers and that kind of thing. And I've had like, I've done like a few projects like demoing and stuff yeah. for advertising companies and that kind of thing. And so it's really interesting to be on the other, on the other side because they, and this is like a really good piece of advice for people who are going for um, commercials and that kind of thing. They know exactly what they want. And there is nothing yeah. that there is nothing that you can do that is going to change their mind. So you might be great, but you might not sound just that little bit right for the part. Like you, you could your voice, everything. They could be like someone could be pushing for you and going, "We really like her," and then someone else is going, "But that's not what we. That's not what we need." Yeah. So it's completely not personal, and that's that's a really good bit of advice that I've learned over the last couple of months. Literally, that they are so kind of stuck on what their product is looking like and how that is going to work in an advert is nothing to do with your performance. So don't take it personally. That's a really, really good thing to have in your mind about commercials. There's yeah. such a specificity of the project that if you're right, you're right. If you're not right, you're not yeah. right. And, and that with self-tapes as well can be frustrating because you might have spent, um, you know, a couple of hours on doing it right. There was a a tape that came in for a client not so long ago and they had to say the same word over and over and over again in as many different ways as they could. And they said it in loads of different ways. But if that didn't quite match what they wanted, then that's just how it works. So yeah, that's a good, yeah. that's a really good bit of advice. Oh my God, we're giving our actual advice, Abby. This there is, we go. This is a 33 episodes in. I should have in, charged 33 that. episodes in and we, <laughs> we absolutely help people now. Yay! <laughs> Sharing is caring. Do you know what I mean? Sharing, sharing is caring. And there's, you know, 10,000 listeners across the globe who are going to go, actually, that's, oh, my God, I've cracked it. I've cracked it. Give me all of the, <laughs> give me all of the commercial castings, please. So this is our final story of the week for you, Abby. And this is one of those stories where preparation is key. Yeah. So she sends in. Uh, first of all, can I just say I've never found a podcast I can engage with and then I discovered this today and I've been cleaning the house while listening with a massive grin on my face. Relating to pretty much every story told. Oh dear, even the one where someone pooed themselves. Oh, oh uh, <laughs> She says, so here's mine. There's definitely funny ones, but for me, this was the one in which I just want the ground to swallow me up. A good few years ago, I auditioned for a big West End show. The song brief was, let's say, detailed. So I went through my rep and found a song that I thought ticked all the boxes they asked for. I was wrong. The song ended. The MD said, yeah, I have to say I really didn't like the song. Can you come back next week with a different one? Sure. 
So I went back the next week with a song he did like. Did many recalls for the role. Didn't get it in the end. Fine, it happened. A year later, I get called in again for the same role. Thinking ahead and remembering what had happened before and how particular they'd been about it, I put extra effort into choosing the song. A song I'd done at college 10 to 11 years before. Now, kids, know this. It's always a good idea to do some work on a song you haven't sung in a decade. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Between the audition notification and the audition itself, literally all I did was listen to the song on headphones while out and about, you know, to refresh the words. Not once did I consider actually singing it out loud to get it into my voice. I know, terrible, she says. So, audition day arrives and I walk into the room. Out of five people on the panel, I know three of them very well. Sometimes, depending on the capacity in which you know the panel, this can be pretty awkward and can make you even more nervous. The assistant MD is playing piano, which gives me confidence as I know he's brilliant. I also worked with him years previously, and at the time we were great friends and socialised together. The guy reading in I'd also worked with and lived with for six weeks while we were on the same job as the assistant MD. So there we were. How lovely and nice reunion for the three of us. I felt safe. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, the third person on the panel I did my very first job with when we were fresh out of college. So I stake my song choice. All good. Feeling really proud I fulfilled their brief. I start singing. All going well. And then it got to a tricky key change. It comes out of nowhere and you, the singer, get no help from the accompaniment. You have to pluck the note out of thin air. Well, clearly, just listening to the song on headphones was not enough to pitch this note. And to be honest, I was not prepared for what happened next. My friend, the assistant MD, gave the chord before my first note of the key change. And at that moment, I was the most tone deaf person on the planet for about eight bars. <laughs> I couldn't find the notes. Whatever key I was singing in was certainly not the one being played as my poor friend frantically tried to bash out the notes for me of a song he'd only just seen for the first time. Of course, in my absolute blind panic and terror, I wasn't hearing him and the whole thing was just tragic. What felt like 11 million hours later, I got back on track <laughs> until the end of the song. That was when the words left my head and I repeated the same line three times. I, I was done. All I wanted to do was leave. But no, I had the sides to do, which, to be honest, were terrible because I was so shaken up by what had just happened in the song. I mean, the parting words from the casting director may have well have been, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> later, that, later that night, I actually text my friend. Normally, I wouldn't cross that line, but I felt I had to apologize profusely for how badly I'd sung and that he'd had to accompany such a badly prepared singer. Bless his heart, he messaged back to say, don't be silly, you were great. Obviously, we both know it was an absolute <laughs> mess. I never did get a call to go back. <laughs> Oh, oh again, we've all been there. We have it's all fine. been there. And, and it happens all the time. When you think that that muscle memory is going to kick in and you think, well, I've done this loads of times before, sing it. Just sing it. It's not once through. Yeah. Once through is all that needed. And, and it would have been. There's nothing fine. worse than like when you know you can't remember the words or something. And you're just, you, no. you just, you can feel every, it's coming, it's a coming, and I still don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And here it is, <laughs> made up words. I, I had to, I think I've told this on the show before, but there was one time I was uh, in a concert somewhere with a beautiful orchestra singing anthem from chess, right? Wow. I went, no man, no madness. Oh, gosh. Nope, let's start that again. Sang something else. Just stop the concert, started the orchestra again, looked at the line, went, right, got it, move on, let's do it again. Because <laughs> I was just going to go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just there was a, um, there's a video of me doing a duet of, get you know, Get Happy and Happy Days Are Here Again. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I was doing a duet with that. 
and I'd only just learnt it that day. Like I knew I knew the song Get Happy Already, but we never practiced it together. Um and as we were going into it, the chords for Get Happy are the same chords for um Stormy Weather. So I literally, <laughs> there's a video of me and I'm literally just li- kind of like schmoozing away listening to the chords and then I open my mouth to sing Stormy Weather and I just stopped and I'm like, I look at the pianist and I look at the audience and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, Emma. I'm just about to sing the completely <laughs> wrong song. And I left the poor, like everyone like in the in the complete up in arms in the sticks, like, Abby, what are you doing? And that's cause, probably because I had a sip of beer. I thought, Do you know what? It's the last just a song. Sip. I'll have a, just si- a sip. Just a sip. Just a sip. I can't drink before I do. You know, I'm in the comedy world, so people will drink pints before they go on stage. Oh, I can't me, do it. Not a chance. I cannot even take a sip. My memory's rubbish up, at the best of times. <laughs> for me, it's like if I muck up, I will blame on the alcohol. Do you know? It's like a real, obviously, because you're gigging in pubs, well, not at the moment, but you're always gigging in pubs or whatever, so it's a real natural thing for people to have a pint in their hands. But for me, no. I'll forget that, everything. Is that what happened when you kicked the girl in the shin? You had a pint in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle of vino. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, darling. Yeah. What am I like? Got my jelly legs on. <laughs> It's 10 a.m. I don't even know where I am. Oh, I'm a bloody pineapple. I can do it as a pineapple. Whoa. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering some of the stories we've had in about still being pissed at 10 o'clock the next morning, yes, I can imagine. So, so. <laughs> I listened to one of those, actually. I listened to one of those literally today. I was listening Goodness to that one. Me. I know. Oh, dear. Uh, it's okay. Such is love. <laughs> so let's... Finish up with your audition edition. Abby Carter Simpson, what would be the thing that you added to the generic audition process to make it more enjoyable for both the auditionee and the panel? Like I say, every week we've had amazing suggestions from a panic button. So if you both know it's not going your way, just tap it. You can cut your losses. Nothing happened. It's okay. Or just to a little hip flask of booze or even telling each other a secret before you go in to break down the ice. What would be... Your audition edition. What about an after audition pint? It's just beer. It's just beer, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? I've got I've got an actual one. I've got an actual one. I think it would be a very, very good idea for you to be able to just talk about yourself for a little bit. To say yeah. why you think you are a good human. Because I think sometimes you go in and you don't even get to say what you've been up to that day. And I get it. There's loads of people that they have to go through. But it's just sometimes really like impersonal. And there are, some, there are some auditions that I've gone to, to be fair. There are some auditions where like I'll sit down before and they'll have a chat and whatever. But I feel like it could be mandatory. Just to maybe chat about something that has nothing to do with why you're there. Do you know? Like just to find a common interest or to some something that really brings out you in that yeah in that one moment that's because that's a really nice idea I think that's and actually I think that's a very <clears throat> uh, easy thing to apply yes time yeah. constraints we all understand that but it's okay to allow people a little bit more time in the room if it means you get to know them if you get to know them as people you get to know them as artists better straight away yeah, so, yeah. that's I, and also. Sorry, maybe like kind of why you, you know, when you go for a job interview and it's like, why do you think you'd be good for this role? Yeah, tell why them why. Why can't, why can't we do that as in, in this industry as well? I don't know why that, you know. Because that would humanise us, really... Abby, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be really <laughs> darn good at this. Please hire me. Because <laughs> uh, if you don't give it to me, look what I did to that bitch's shin. So it's <laughs> yeah. like... Have you seen old peg leg? That was me. Yeah. Thank you very See much. See that ambulance? Yeah. That's why you give it to me. All right. <laughs> I, will, I will cut you. No, I'm <laughs> Well, there we go. That was this week's episode with Abby Carter Simpson. A fantastically fun hour recording with her. I had a great time. Oh, I love making this show. It gets more and more fun every single time so thank you very much for listening uh i'm as you know i make this show from my son's bedroom with a bit of kit and 
I am having a whale of a time and it's not going to stop anytime soon. So if this is your first show, then make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And if you've missed any of the 32 previous episodes, there's plenty to binge on with people from the West End, from Broadway, from YouTube, from stand-up comedy and beyond and casting too. If you ever thought about what a casting director feels like when they have a, a mishap in their, in their room, then get your ears on uh, to a couple of the episodes with our casting teams as well. Oh, my phone fell off the be- desk. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Make sure you rate and review the show and all that stuff trust me it makes a a huge world of difference for us being fanned by new people please share the show on social media at don't call us pod to your friends get people involved if you've got people that are auditioning for drama school get them involved hopefully it'll get rid of that anxiety and if you're a professional performer waiting to go back to work get your pals involved get your peers involved because they will enjoy it and if you have any stories send them in to us at don't call us pod at gmail.com if you just want to say hello feel free to do that. It's nice to have a chat. (laughs) And also keep your eyes on our feed because we have some fantastic guests coming on in the next couple of weeks, including Broadway producers, one of the biggest podcasts around. We're going to get their crew on as well. And some of the best British podcasting talent as well, who are all performers, who all audition for things, and they're going to bring their own stories onto the show too. I can't wait because I know who they are and I can't tell you yet. But Enjoy the shows that you haven't listened to. Subscribe. If this is your weekly cathartic audition experience, then it's lovely to be inside your ears again. Thank you so much for your support. I will see you next Friday for another episode of our Audition Disaster Show. Keep safe. Wash your hands. Put your mask over your nose. And remember, don't call us. We'll call you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps us be found by new people all over the globe. So thank you very much if you have done that. If you'd like to buy the show a coffee, you can do so at coffee.com forward slash don't call us pod. That's ko-fi.com forward slash don't call us pod. All of your support is greatly appreciated. But anything else just listen subscribe enjoy the audition disasters we'll see you next week for another episode ta-ra